With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Now, the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. Just after 6 o'clock, it's hour number three of the program. Victor Wimbiama is in town. The uh, the G4 landed about 4 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, he's off to meet the Spurs and uh, management. And I don't know what the plans are to introduce him to anybody in San Antonio. But uh, he'll have a uh, dinner, I guess, tonight with Pop and the staff. And they'll look forward to uh, welcoming him here. Uh, he'll get signed in the next few weeks. Uh, and then off to the summer camp and then to training camp in the fall. And as Pop was saying earlier today, we got to figure out where he's going to live and who's going to make sure his meals are taken care of. I don't know if he knows how to cook or not, but uh, they'll find somebody that does. That's one of the things that is kind of different from, you know, you go get a job in another city. If if you move to France, you're probably going to have to and, and become a, a radio guy in France or whatever, you're probably going to have to cook for yourself. If you're an NBA basketball player, you can probably hire a chef. That That's the perks that come with uh, with living. Or you can just learn how to cook. It's not that difficult if you really care about it. But a lot of times they're they're busy and and uh, they don't have time to do it. So we'll uh, welcome him to town again at some point. The season will get underway in uh, October. We'll get uh, a schedule in about six or seven weeks in the first week of August. All right, um, the NIL stuff continues to be uh, f- on the forefront, and I don't know that anybody actually understands it all and what you can and can't do. But starting next Saturday on July 1st, there'll be new legislation in the state of Texas uh, that will uh, kind of change things up a little bit, and I think most of this is for the good. It's basically that the new legislation is going to give schools and student-athletes the ability to not be ruled ineligible by the NCAA. Now, this is basically becoming kind of a state law that if the if the NCAA comes up and says, well, you took NIL payments illegally, they can't suspend you from games or put the school on probation. Uh, that's the, kind of the way I read it. And according to the legislation, it says here, this is the, the wording, an athletic association, an athletic conference, or any other group or organization with authority over an intercollegiate athletic program at an institution to which this section applies may not enforce a contract term, a rule, a regulation, a standard, or any other requirement that prohibits the institution for participating in intercollegiate athletes or otherwise penalizes the institution or the institution's intercollegiate athletic program for performing, participating in, or allowing an activity. Basically, it means from what I understand now, is that if Jeff Trailer wants to tell April and Sarah who needs to get paid, he can. Uh, I, I need this player to get an NIL deal or he's leaving. That, that's kind of the way I, I read it. In the past, he uh, in, in certain terms, he had to be hands-off. Same thing at Texas. 
if Steve Sarkeesian has a player that is not getting an IL deal and he really wants that player to stay and that player is leaving because he thinks he can get an IL deal somewhere else, he can tell the people that are running the collectives, hey, when you start passing out cash, make sure this guy gets some and find out, uh, you know, sign him up to an NIL deal. Uh, Texas is kind of taking all of their NIL collectives and probably putting them under one little umbrella. I'm not sure what the other uh, ones are going to do. Many schools have multiple ones, including UTSA that's got 210 Inspired and Runners Rising and I don't even remember what the third one is, but they've got they've got several out there that uh, are all in the going after the opportunity to uh, make sure that athletes in the uh, get the NIL money that, that they need and deserve so they can stay there. Well, Brian Kelly has weighed in on this in the wake of Texas doing this, and I'm sure other schools have done the same thing, other states. And he says, we're at a crossroads in college athletics. It's not going to get better. It's going to be the wild, wild west if we don't have federal legislation. And I've been calling for this for a long time. Every school in the country should play under the same rules. Now, there's no one that knows more about what a student athlete needs or doesn't need than their coach or their position coach. Uh, and um, when when Jeff Trailer recruits player A or Steve Sarkeesian or Jimbo recruits player A, they know when they're recruiting that player, well, this family is pretty well off. If I don't get him an NIL deal right away, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. But, hey, we're, we're, we're competing against seven other schools for his services, so we better get him as good of an NIL deal as we can. And at the same token, if they're recruiting somebody that's, that does not have come from money, whose family is kind of living in poverty, and they don't have the resources, and again, they're competing for that player, or they get him on campus because, hey, I, li I like to be here. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, I'll give the, the Jeff Trailer stuff. He's out recruited a lot of a lot of schools for players that they wish they had. Probably the biggest reason why Zachary Franklin transferred to Ole Miss is he was probably getting three or four hundred thousand dollars to go at Ole Miss for some NIL deal. And while I'm sure he was getting something at UTSA, I'm guessing it wasn't three or four hundred grand. And whether or not he plays in the NFL in the future is certainly a question mark. So that's a nest egg for him to build his life on for one more year of playing football for Ole Miss. And I think that every coach wants to be able to identify players that say, hey, this guy really needs an uh, opportunity. I got him here and I recruited the world for him. And now the whole world realizes that uh, that he's a really good player. You know, I think um, one of the guys that was under the radar from a UTSA perspective was linebacker Trey Moore. Trey had a great year this past year, and he's going to be a he could be an NFL guy in a couple of years if he gets a little bit bigger and continues to improve. But every school in the world wants him now because they've seen what he can do at UTSA. And part of the, the way that you keep him here is to get him an NIL deal as much as you possibly can. Now, Trey may be the, of, the, of the nature, I don't care what the NIL deal is, I want to stay here. And sometimes you'll get players like that. But to be on the safe side, you want to be able to take care of those players. And no one knows more than the coach what that person's economic issues are, what their family status is, uh, what, they, what their needs are. And so I think coaches should be very much involved in this as part of, uh, of policing it. And I'm hoping that we get very close soon to having legislation around the country that says these are the rules that we're gonna that we're gonna live by. We're not gonna we're just not gonna let every school and every conference and every state have their own rules because then the schools and the states that have 
the most friendly NIL deals are the ones that are going to get all the players. And whether that's Texas or Florida or California or any of the other states, if you're going to have NIL deals, you still have to have some semblance of rules for every athlete in every sport. And then uh, Kelly brings up another good point, too. Uh, how are we going to is, – is the Title IX issue going to come up? Now, I think from, the, from an NIL perspective, if I am a booster – I can give money to whoever I want. And if I give Frank Harris 10 bucks or $10,000 or $10 million, I don't think said booster has to follow Title IX rules and make sure that one of the female athletes at, at said school or a collection of them also get $10 million to balance that out. That's something that will maybe legislated down the road, but the schools themselves have to, with the, the whole premise of Title IX, was to give funding to women's athletic programs that balances out what everybody else does. And that's why you see um, a football program has 85 scholarships and a men's basketball program has 12 or 13, depending on the school. And then the other sports like baseball and golf and tennis um, and other sports tend to have partial scholarships. They'll give 20 people half scholarships or quarter scholarships. Whereas on the women's side, there's going to be 13 or 14 women's basketball scholarships. There's, they're going to be, they're going to have to equal that out because of the big number that football gets. And so um, I, I don't think that a NIL person, a booster is going to have to play by Title IX rules and make sure that everyone is supported equally because at the end of the day, the boosters probably just go into the football games. Now, there are a lot of people that are boosters of schools, Texas, A&M, UTSA, et cetera, that are also taking care of the athletes that are not that known. And especially if they get the opportunity to get to know them. Uh, and if they're part of their charities or they're part of their organizations, uh, or if they're just fans of the team, you know, there's there's people at UTSA that go to every women's basketball game at home and travel sometimes to see uh, the, the girls play in other other arenas and they've developed friendships with them and they're going to give them NIL deals based on the fact that they actually like them. Now, it's not five million dollars. It might be two thousand dollars or it might be two hundred dollars, but it's some kind of an NIL deal that's now that's now legal. But I agree with Brian Kelly. We have got to have a across the board in all 50 states. This is the way that NIL is done. Otherwise, it's just not fair to the schools and the states that have friendlier legislation. Yeah, in, NIL in itself for me is just it. It makes my head rattle because I I go back and forth with that whole notion of well, these a lot of these players just football we'll, we'll stick to the football players for the most part uh they're already getting a free ride with a scholarship and they're getting all of this room and board everything for free and here they're also getting extra money on top you know what changed for me i agree with you but here's where it changed for me now i'll go back to my college days i did a um, a debate class and in that debate class, I said college athletes should be paid. And I had about 15 athletes in the room, and they were like standing ovation, go Andy. And uh, the uh, the debate coach at OU was the one teaching the class, and he was he had fumes coming out of his out of his ears and eyes. And he even asked me a question. He said, "Why does my debate team not get paid?" 
uh, why, do, why do you want to pay athletes? And I said, well, I do want to pay, pay to your debate team just as soon as they debate in front of 76,000 fans on Saturday afternoon and that are paying 20 bucks a piece to watch your team debate and they're putting it on national TV. Now, the money back in 1986 when I did that or 85 when I did that, that, dis that discussion wasn't nearly what it is now. So let's say you go to Baylor, and what's a Baylor education cost? Fifty grand a year, sixty grand a year? I, I think you're lowballing it there. Hundred grand a year. Okay, <laughs> so hundred grand. A year. So, so it's four hundred thousand dollars is the value of your education. About, about. Oh well, okay. Well, we'll go that way. But to say it's four hundred thousand, uh, or let's go to a Big Ten school because this is even more relevant. Northwestern. Say it costs you four hundred grand a year to go to Northwestern. Well, Northwestern is getting their share of $8 billion from TV because they want to put Big Ten football games on TV. So I think that the percentage of 400000 is a little low when you consider that it's those athletes that are performing that entertainment so that school can make its cut of $8 billion. Yeah, I mean, I understand the concept of, hey, these players are making money, revenue for the universities. They're making hundreds of million, if not billions of dollars. And I'm all fine with that. I'm okay with them getting paid at this point. But like Brian Kelly kind of saying, well, what about some of these other ones? Let me throw something at you. Say somewhere down the line, NIL or NCAA comes up with some type of rule to where, okay, if you accept NIL money, if it is said amount of money, you have to forego your scholarship. Not happening. Because that way it opens up that money for that scholarship for somebody else or for the pro for maybe not necessarily the program for them to divert money that they would be giving to that particular Here, said player. Here's the problem with that. If you're a player at a school and you get, let's say it's uh, yours at Austin, and he got $4 million to show up and play in Austin and do whatever NIL deal he gets. Let's say he goes pro tomorrow or he gets hurt and can never play again. Well, those boosters are likely not to continue to give him that money or a percentage of that money or anything else. And now uh, he's got to finish school with nothing. So there's no student-athletes that's going to turn down the scholarship part. And it's not the school that's paying for it. The school's, you know, the school's not taking that $8 billion revenue that they get and paying the athlete. It's another booster who decides, hey, I want him to show up at my kid's birthday party or I want him to support my golf tournament or I want him to, you know, hand out, uh, you, know, uh, you know, serve my, my guests at, at, at a party or, you know, sit at a table with my, uh, my clients at, at an event. And I'm going to pay him for his name, image, and likeness. And so that's going to always, I think, be the scholarship is is destined. It's always going to be there. Um, the NIL money is coming from other sources. Now, it may be being those other sources may be taking it away from something else that they would contribute. But the schools are making so much money. And the labor force is an 18 to 23-year-old to kid that... Uh, yeah, he's getting a value for the education, but let's face it, a lot of them are there to play football, not to get the education. All right. Um, although that, the, although the point is, is you need to get that education because you never know when that football career can end or basketball or anything else. All right, Roofix is having its biggest solar sale ever right now. If you sign up for solar, Roofix will pay your energy bill until your solar is activated. If you uh, can. Uh, Sign up now. They'll uh, they'll take care of all of that. You get 50% off labor, 30% tax credits, and tons of rebates. We even had a couple of storms roll through town this past week. 
got uh, cool enough for a little while for that to happen. So if you had any storm damage, you can take advantage of Roofix. Uh, deductible rebate program there uh, and they'll get you back on uh, track so that you can get your roof fixed right away metal roofs are still on sale the tilcor metal roof emulates later mediterranean style roofs safe when it comes to fires and lightning and they last forever so any of the above you need to get your roof uh, worked on you want a uh, metal roof you want to go solar the one place you need to call is Roof Fix at 210 Fix Roof and online at RoofFixSA.com. Named a uh, top-growing company in San Antonio by the Business Journal and GAF ranked in the top 1% of all roofers in the country. 210 Fix Roof and online at RoofFixSA.com. 618, the Andy Everett Show on the ticket. All right, 623. It's the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. Thank you for being with us today. Got some baseball stuff to get to in the next segment. Big series in New York tonight with the Yankees and the Rangers. Carson Wentz is in some hot water, but I'm not sure why. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Um, and we've got some... Um, I got something that I saw today from Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I think, was on the Jim Rome show. And Melvin was was lamenting the fact that um, he's been paid a certain salary for a long time. And he says it really sucks to be a running back these days because nobody wants people that are expensive or that are that have value. And our value has gone from gone to nothing. It's like, you know, having the baseball card collection that you thought was worth a thousand dollars and it's now worth a hundred. And and that's what Melvin Gordon is going through. He said, uh, it really sucks. You have a lot of running backs out there. We just don't get a love. It's literally the worst position in the NFL to play right now. It literally sucks. So if you go to high school and you go to colleges, the running back position is still relevant. And one of the things that UTSA did this year was not only know that Kevorian Barnes was going to get healthy, and they did, but they've got four or five guys behind him, and uh, they've got you know, several guys that are going to back him up, and they think that we'll probably play two or three during the regular season a lot, and two or three more in case he gets hurt. Uh, and so uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to kind of be the the mantra: you can't have enough running backs. And certainly in high school, um, most teams still run the football a little bit. But I'm wondering if that changes if the NFL is not going to draft running backs highly and not pay them in the future after they get to a certain level, are athletes in high school going to say, I don't want to play running back. I want to play quarterback. I want to play wide receiver. I want to play defensive back. Because if you've got NFL aspirations and you are running back in middle school and you get to high school and you see that seven years from now when it's time for you to be drafted, if you think you're on the path for that, are you going to ask the coach to switch positions? I'll play defense. Safeties get paid more than running backs. Corners get paid more than running backs. Certainly quarterbacks and wide receivers do. Or I'll bulk up and play tight end and be a flex tight end. But I don't want to be a running back anymore. And if that's the case, and the school's athletes, say at Marble Falls or, you know, Schulenburg or someplace like that where you've got a stud running back, does that stud running back go, I don't want to be a running back anymore because when I go to the NFL, I'm not going to get paid. I want to be a wide receiver. I want to play somewhere else. And I think that could happen. Yeah, I definitely think that could happen. Uh, you do see in in recruiting that some of these 
uh, te- I'll take Texas, for instance, uh, with the previous, one of our previous classes, I believe the kid's name was, I want to say it was Malik Monk. He was a quarterback, uh, highly recruited, uh, or Malik Murphy, uh, Malik Murphy. Yeah, I he's believe. a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He was a quarterback at wherever he was drafted or wherever he was recruited from. But I bo- even though he plays quarterback, I think he was still listed as a quote unquote ATH, which is athlete. He can play anywhere. He can play anywhere. And I, I definitely think that that's what some players, some kids can can start to do. Make yourself more available to do more. You know, hey, it, there's always there's always that chance where hey, the quarterback goes down. We need our emergency quarterback for whatever reason. And well, Malik Murphy would have been the quarterback after um, who was it that went to Purdue? Uh, Hudson. That's he was going to follow Hudson, but the um, the Longhorns struck gold with Ewers and Manning in back to back classes. Yeah. So now Malik Murphy is way down the list as far as quarterback because it's Ewers' job to lose, and it's Peyton Manning's is going to be the or, or um, uh, Man- Arch. Um, um, Arch is going to be the. The backup and the heir apparent when yours goes pro, and Malik Murphy's got to make a decision. Am I good enough to play in the NFL at quarterback? And if I do, it's time for me to transfer. Or I want to play a different position for Texas so I can go into the NFL as an athlete and play wide receiver or safety. Uh, because I don't think he's ever going to see snaps at quarterback unless both of those players get hurt. Now, his chances would be, it'd be hard to get him out of the lineup if both of those guys were out for two games and he threw, and he put up unbelievable numbers. But when you don't get the reps in practice, there's a good chance you're not going to put up those good numbers when you get in the game. But if he were to transfer to a Houston, if he were to transfer someplace else, all of a sudden, he becomes a star quarterback. Now, you know, UTSA's got... Um, has Eddie Lee Marburger and Owen McCown to back up Frank Harris. Well, if Frank Harris graduates this year and doesn't come back, and, and this will be his last year no matter what, um, does Malik Murphy go, hey, I can go play there. Maybe I can beat out Owen McCowan and, and Eddie Lee Marburger. Or maybe I can go to TCU and beat out whoever's there. Because I want to be a quarterback, and I can play in the NFL, and I'm six foot four, and I'm a really good athlete. But I, the last place he wants to be is athlete running back because he's not getting drafted in the first couple of rounds as a running back, most likely. Yeah, I, I, I could, I can definitely see running backs in high school that are athletes. They can play anywhere, quarterback, you know, tight end, because for the most part, usually they're around the same height and, and size weight, and weight stature. doesn't matter in high school. Yeah, but. I, I think you, you could you, you look at saying you know what I don't want to be classified as a running back. I just I don't want even to want to play the position like a halfback. Of, yeah. I think some players, unless you're at one of these small schools that you know still runs the wishbone because you don't have enough guys to to throw the ball around. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of players that when they're in their development years. Or mom and dad sees this and goes, I don't want my kid playing running back. He's never going anywhere as a running back. Uh, I want him to play. I want him to play safety. I want him to play quarterback. I want him to play wide receiver. Anywhere where he can get noticed, so that he can get a chance to play at the next level. L- look at Taysom Hill from the New Orleans Saints as one. You know, he plays multiple positions. Look at look at uh, Kareem Hunt. Look at Tyreek Hill. Yes, those two guys are cl- technically running backs. But they're more in a slot receiver or some type of jet motion, and it you know could possibly prolong their career. 
it it very you know we very well could be seeing the quote unquote end of the typical running back. Andy. Well, yeah, I think I think if you have a decent quarterback, you can go with Isaiah Pacheco and McKinnon as your running backs and be just fine because your quarterback's going to make plays and make you a better running back because you're so keyed up on him. Uh, the Phil Steele uh, uh, All American Conference uh, first and second team came out. UTSA players on it today. Frank Harris. Josh Cephas, Oscar Cardenas, Jamal Ligon, Trey Moore, Rashad Wisdom, and Lucas Dean. And on the second team, it was Kavorian Barnes, J.T. Clark, Terrell Haynes, Mackay Hart, and Brandon Brown. Chris Carpenter is a kick returner on the third team. UTSA is going to be loaded with all kinds of uh, accolades going into the season and one of the favorites to win the American Conference. All right, do you need to get stretched out? Yes, I bet you do. I bet you're not as flexible as you think you are, and all of that can be resolved if you visit Stretch Zone. I've been going to Stretch Zone because I want to get as flexible as I can, doing a lot of things to keep my muscles as stretched out as I possibly can because it's kind of like a rubber band. You need that, uh, that elasticity to be able to perform well athletically, and for me on the golf course, I need that athletic athleticity to be able to to be able to move the, the golf ball where I want it to go. And Stretch Zone can help me get there, and they can help you as well. If you want to improve your range of motion, your posture, if you just need to relax, it's time to go to Stretch Zone. You can log on to StretchZone.com. They have locations at the Dominion, TPC, Bandera Point, Stone Oak, Alamo Heights, the Forum, Kerrville, and Corpus Christi. Your first stretch is free. You just book your first stretch, and when you arrive, you mention me and you'll get a bonus stretch. They do all the work. You get all the benefits. Stretchzone.com. Visit them today. It's the Andy Everett Show. It's 631 on the ticket. All right, 635. It's the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. Thank you for being around today as we wind down the week. Victor Wimbiama in San Antonio. Exciting time around uh, last night at the AT&T Center with... Uh, 12,000, 13,000 people in the building to welcome the first pick of the draft. And then they uh, headed out to the courtyard and did whatever they do there to be entertained and looked uh, like a fun time. It was a fun time. A, a uh, raucous crowd at the AT&T Center as the uh, Spurs now move into the Victor Wimbiama era. All right, big baseball games coming up tonight. One is, is already underway. It's uh, Texas and New York. This is a series with the uh, Yankees and Rangers. The uh, Rangers, if I recall, won three of four in in uh, Texas back in April, and this is a chance for the uh, for the Rangers to kind of prove to the world as we get close to the actual midway point of the season that they're going to stick around and be atop the uh, AL West. Houston's starting to move right now. Houston and New York are the are two of the three wild card teams, along with Baltimore. The Angels are coming back there, but. Uh, the Yankees still don't have their full uh, company of players. Judge is still on the in injured list. Uh, they put other players on there. The Yankees still don't have all their pitching staff there. And they have a chance to go into New York. New York just needs to win. New York's won two out of three, but uh, they lost uh, seven of ten before that. And they're just in a situation where they just need to stack up wins and series. Um, and uh, they had, I think they won a series... Again, they won the series against Seattle before they got beat ten nothing. But it was the first series they went they won in about five or six series. So they need to start winning series. Uh, the uh, Rangers need to do the same thing because the Astros are starting to play better, and um, and the um, and the Angels aren't going away right now. Tony's having a good year. Trout's okay. So you've got some some heated races going on right now in the AL West. 
This weekend in London, uh, the Cubs and Cardinals are going to play uh, the International Series. And I understand why all of these teams like to take their brand and play regular season games that count in other markets. My guess is, is the Spurs will play at least one game in Mexico City again this year. Uh, or or someplace in Mexico, uh, the league likes to take its regular season games and introduce it to other markets. It's great for branding, uh, and it's uh, it's great for uh, growing the game, as they say. Um, I would I wish Major League Baseball would take this international game to Central or South America, because I think that it's the, those those fans and those communities. Baseball means more to them. I don't think baseball registers anywhere in Europe. Now, it may in some places. I know the Netherlands had a team in the World Baseball Classic. But I think it would be great to play a game in the Dominican Republic. or, uh, or a, And I don't know if they have the facilities and the stadiums to do that there. Um, you know, there, there are some other places in Central and South America where I think the international brand is already there. And there, certainly baseball gets a lot of its talent from there. Uh, but I think that that would be a better spot for them than London. Now, London will sell out, and it's kind of a, a novelty, I think, to the uh, to the English fans. But I'm just not sure how much they understand what Cubs-Cardinals means to the cities of St. Louis and Chicago. I don't think they understand what Yankees-Red Sox means outside of New York and, 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 and Boston. And if we ever have Dodgers Giants to make that trip over there, how does that how does that resonate to the local fans that are going to go to these games? I understand the need to make your sport as global as you can to try to find more and more talent. And maybe somebody goes to the game as a 10 year old in in London this weekend, falls in love with the game and works his tail off to become a major league baseball player. I can't tell you if there's even major league or, or professional baseball leagues in those countries. They're, they're, they play cricket uh, and they play, obviously they play soccer, but I'm not sure that baseball is a thing in most of the European countries. It is in Asia. It is in Japan for sure. And it certainly is in Central America. Uh, but uh, sometimes I wonder why the leagues go to the places that they go to. Well, and and now we're going to see Cubs and Cardinals this weekend in London. Well, just to to add on to that, look at look at how the NFL did with playing games over in London. I, I could ask you the same question: Why did they do that? When if you think London, uh, there's no football, in, but uh, unless you're talking about football, you know, soccer or rugby, for the most part, the the. London fans over there, they cheer. They're more excited about the dang kicker. Well, uh, what, what's interesting is uh, back in the, and this is obviously 30 years ago, so things have changed, but we, I did uh, the sidelines of one year for the World League team, the Riders that were here in 1991, and we had a game in Barcelona. And we got to the stadium about 2 o'clock. It was a 7 o'clock Barcelona kickoff. Um, and so... Uh, there was fans that started kind of matriculating into the stadium about four o'clock in the afternoon. And all the lighthouses and all the jumbotrons and all the video boards had a match between Barcelona and, and Madrid that was being played in Madrid. And I remember two things from that, from that, uh, from that game. The first one was the amount of people that were there to sit in the stands and watch the game on, on the jumbotron and cheer for Barcelona. And the other thing was, is that, um, and I can't remember the color scheme, but I think Madrid plays, 
there's a certain color that they have in their uniforms. Maybe it's white or something. And the Barcelona team, the Barcelona football team, would not allow that color scheme to be in its any part in its in any of its colors because the fans are so used to not liking that color because it represents Madrid that they didn't want their American football league team, their their world league team to be associated with that. Uh, and I think the, the writers actually wore their home uniforms. So Barcelona could wear what we would consider a road uniform because their home uniforms aligned too closely with Barcelona and they never wore them at home. <laughs> that that's, you know what? That's that's like you and me. That's oh, that's sooner Longhorn. Oh yeah, I'm never wearing burn orange. Yeah, Sorry, that, not that's, happening. That's, yeah, that's that type of <laughs> hatred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't care if Texas wins when it doesn't affect OU, but I'm not wearing the colors. Sorry, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I, the only time I cheer for for the Sooners is when it benefits my Longhorns. Yeah, and then you're just gonna do that with your with your fingers crossed behind your back. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I make I, I take a look to the left and the right, make sure nobody's watching, and I go woo. Yeah, all right. So we got baseball in London with the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Yankees Rangers getting a series underway at Yankee Stadium right now. All right, do you like to fix your car on your own? I bet you do. And if you do, you need parts, right? Or are you going to get those parts? I suggest Pick and Pull. And you can find out if Pick and Pull has those parts by logging on to pickandpullsa.com. And if anybody in town has them, chances are Pick and Pull does because they're buying cars all the time. The best part about getting your cars, your parts for your car at uh, Pick and Pull is it doesn't take a lot of time to do that. You're going to drive down there. They're going to have an inventory search that you've already pulled up. They're going to tell you exactly where that car is, and they're going to put you in a shuttle and take you right out there to it. Save money on quality use auto parts at a price you can afford. You can also sell your vehicle as well. If you've got a car you don't want anymore, Pick and Pull will buy it for cash. Running or not, they'll pick it up for you for free. Go to PickandPullSA.com for the best quality use auto parts or to sell something you no longer use. Go to PickandPullSA.com. They buy more because they pay more, and they have more parts cars than anyone else in town. Final segment of the show next, 643 on Ticket 760. It's the Andy Everett Show on the ticket. Final segment of the week. We're back with you on Monday afternoon. Tomorrow is 70 days, 10 weeks to football season, college football season. Getting closer. Can't wait. Be here before you know it. Oh, I can't wait. All right. The next two topics that I have in the last few minutes here are, um, I don't know how you put this, controversial, I guess, but... I kind of look at it, well, if it doesn't affect you, why do you allow it to affect you? Uh, Carson Wentz is a uh, a quarterback in the NFL looking for a job, free agent, but he's a hunter. And, you know, I've never been a hunter. I I think you learn to hunt when you're a kid because your parents hunted. My parents and grandparents didn't hunt. My My granddad took us fishing. We never went hunting. But if you're a hunter, enjoy hunting. I really don't care. 
Well, Carson Wentz is taking some heat because he um, went on a hunting expedition, and it was done with a bow and arrow, or I guess a combination bow of some kind, and he killed a black bear. And he took pictures of the black bear and posted it online. And, of course, everyone that's anti-hunting decided that they were going to, I'm going to boycott, uh, I'm going to boycott Carson Wentz. The one thing that I, I wish people would understand is that most people who hunt and do it as sport, there is, there, there's, there's a conservation part of that. You, you can't have too many of a species, and that's why they allow hunting, because if you don't allow hunting, that species will take over th that area and affect human beings at a spot that we don't want them to. And then also, not only is the trophy that the hunter is getting used, but so usually is all the meat and all the products of it. It goes to, you know, somebody's getting fed uh, that may not be getting fed. And I look at it, if you're not a hunter and you don't like it, just click to the next story and move on. Just don't sit there and be super critical of a guy that goes hunting. I don't care if you hunt. I don't care if you don't hunt. But... He's got the right to do it, so let him do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you as well. I, I, I've never grew up hunting. I was like you. My dad took me fishing. It doesn't rub me the wrong way at all. He's not, he's not hurting anybody besides you know the bear, the, the, the bear. Which there's too many of them anyway. That's why they're cultivating them. Yeah. So it, it's culling them from the herd. Yeah. It, if, if it makes PETA people mad, sorry. You know, yeah. Okay, I, I'd rather it be them than us. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't want them eating us if they're if we can control the population so they don't take over a town or something. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, granted, we've probably taken over their habitat by developing the area in which they once lived. But hey, that's beside the point, right? Yeah. All right. The other story you just told me is that there's a baseball team in Georgia by the name of the Macon Bacon's. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's some people that are vegans and uh, vegetarians that wish that the uh, Macon Bacon's would uh, change their name because they find that offensive. Yeah, it, it was uh, it it was I, I guess like maybe a a some type of farm team or double A baseball team in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard the name before, but I never thought that anybody would protest the team over their name. But, yeah, but I guess we can protest anything these days. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. They they just want the fact to because apparently processed meat has a, you have a higher risk of getting colon cancer or whatever, and they're against they, it. So they're, that well, they're against it because it's meat. Period. Exactly. And you're so. gonna get something from something no matter what it is that you eat because our food supply isn't as as fresh as it should be, and it's loaded up with GMOs and, and antibiotics. So yeah, get on that soapbox if it, you want to. It, it's just funny. You and I were talking off the air about it. If I'm if I'm the making bacon baseball team, I double down and I'd be like, hey, you know what? Come out. It's dollar bacon night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring some ba bring some bacon for charity. Get a free ticket. You we're, know, we're cooking just, bacon for the next for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, you know, I I've, it's ridiculous. When George Carlin was alive and he had his comedy show he used to always talk about things that were controversy on tv that someone wanted to ban or get rid of and i think the best thing that he always said was listen you have the right to watch whatever you want and if it offends you you have two choices the tv comes with a knob it changes the channel and it turns it off and on it's a mar marvelous thing you don't have to watch it but don't deprive somebody else who may enjoy it you know some people like to smoke cigarettes 
I don't particularly like it. I don't want to do it. I've never, I've never smoked. I don't plan to start. But they do, and they're likely to get sick from smoking cigarettes. So, but that's their choice to do so as long as they don't do it around me or in a place where it affects me. So do your thing. Some people like to do a lot of things that I don't do, but that doesn't mean I don't want them to have the right to do it. <laughs> yeah. If we're, you know, American citizen, do whatever you want as long as it's, as long as it's within quote unquote legal, legal terms or whatever you want to say, the law. But it just, it, it doesn't affect you whatsoever as whatever that, protesting organization is besides the fact of it's meat and it's it's a mascot it's the name it's the name of a baseball team if you had unlimited resources and you are the spurs where would you take victor wimbyama for dinner tonight oh probably somewhere downtown maybe uh mitietas or that's uh, too crowded you got to be more private than that we need like a morton's or uh, you know bohannon's or something like that i do love me some paisanos Uh, they're paisanos over there by the quarry so that that would be a good choice yeah Uh, um other than that you know or or you you know btr wouldn't be bad because we got to doctrine him to mexican food right away exactly so hey if that's if that's the case be like hey wimby go take a nap We'll wake you up about 10 o'clock. Then we're going to go down military. We go hit down military. We'll get a couple <laughs> of uh, tacos at one of the uh, taco trucks. I mean, it, You'll we love need it. to introduce him to a taqueria someplace there, along there the line. You go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to beef him up. You know, everybody keeps complaining. He, he does. No, he does not need to eat too many tacos. He needs to eat healthy. <laughs> he needs to, to work out. He needs to get on the, uh, the resistance bands and get uh, stronger and more elastic. And, you know, maybe go to Stretch Zone or go to the Oasis Cryo. One of those things. So, you know, make sure we get him all good and, and ready to roll in October and well and Scoot Henderson thinks he's going to win MVP or rookie of the year he's got some challenges coming up alright see y'all on Monday thanks to Michael Bartlett for producing and being the audio disseminator of the show today I'm sure there'll be all kinds of sports stuff to get to uh, this weekend and we'll talk about it on Monday have a terrific day it's coming up on 656 it's the Andy Everett show on the tickets Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus